This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Hello, Bell Babies. Nice to be talking to you guys again. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Yeah. What are you guys thinking about? What What are you thinking about these days? Are you thinking about time passing? Are you thinking about your youth? Are you thinking about growing up as a carefree kid? I tell you what, guys, I was I was a carefree little sucker, happy, jolly kid. I loved um, good times, good foods, and good feelings. And I was chasing that, chasing that. I was always angling to get my parents to go out to dinner. I was always, you know, what are we going to have for dessert tonight? Let's figure that out. Um, and then also, if I can make some kind of dessert happen in the morning time, I was going to do that. And my little trick or a scam that I thought I was pulling on my parents was getting a sugary breakfast cereal. I thought, boy, if I can get them to get me some garbage cereal (laughs) that's quote unquote fortified with vitamins and nutrients, then I'm pulling one over on old ma and pa. But uh, here's the thing. Janet Stanger, God love her, my mama knew the score and said, no dice on that. Not getting you junk for I'm not getting you candy to dump over milk. Um, for your for your breakfast cereal. It's not going to happen. Occasionally it would, but it was a major special occasion. We had to be going on vacation or something. Uh, so anyway, I would always want it. I never felt like I got enough of it. And I thought I made a vow to myself that when I became a man, when I grew to be a man, I'd be, I would treat myself to that kind of cereal whenever the hell I wanted. Well, unfortunately, upon becoming a man, the old metabolism slowed down. Uh, and I couldn't get away with the same eating, eating the same junk that I used to. I had to switch things up, um, and I had to start eating healthy. I actually wanted to eat healthy, and that's where Magic Spoon comes into play. Magic Spoon is a cereal company, and they make their cereal to have zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Incredible. I mean, cereal, like sugary breakfast cereal was the definition of junk, wasted junk. And Magic Spoon completely turned that thing on its head. You're actually getting a health. It's not a zero. You're actually giving, getting a positive health gain by eating this cereal. Uh, I couldn't, I, you know, I can't believe it. It's honestly too good to be true, dudes. I, I don't know how it's happening. I, um, yeah, we've been we've been working with Magic Spoon for a while. They sent us some. Uh, a lot of you guys have been asking if they can uh, if they can if you can build your very own custom variety box because our our the way our deal works is you get a variety box and initially uh, you have the, uh, the 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 popular flavors that you could get in that variety box. It came with cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. But now you've got peanut butter and cinnamon in the mix. And you can decide what you want to go in that variety box. You get a little freedom. You get a little uh, responsibility. You get a little autonomy. You get to be a crafter. You get to craft. I mean, I, I challenge you to to design the best box. What's that going to be? What's on your Mount Boxmore for uh, Magic Spoon? What are you going to put in there? Uh, I'm a sucker for their blueberry. I didn't think it would happen. I didn't think I'd be a blueberry cereal kind of guy. I honestly never even put that together, really, that I, you know, that that I never even thought about it. It wasn't like I was opposed to it, but I just never thought, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna love me some blueberry cereal. And tried Magic Spoons, total believer. Uh, I send it to people I know. I can't believe it's I can't believe it. It tastes too good to be true. I love all the flavors, but I got a special place in my heart for blueberry. 
Uh, I want you guys to try it. I want you to make a, a variety box, and I want you to have fun with it. You're going to be dazzled by how good this cereal is, truly. Uh, it's keto-friendly. It's gluten-free. It's grain-free. It's soy-free. It's low-carbon. It's GMO-free. The ingredients are good. I checked them. You're not getting a ton of weird stuff in there. It's, it's good stuff. And uh, it's got this delicious crunch. You have, you have it on its own. I have fistfuls of it right on its own. Or you could throw in a little almond milk in that sucker. Or maybe you bust it up over some yogurt. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, uh, you're going to win. You're going to win with Magic Spoon. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells to build your very own custom variety box and try it today. Be sure to use the promo code dumbbells at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code dumbbells for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast where we, uh, well, just me today, Ryan Stanger, Usually Eugene Cordero, he's off handling some business right now. Sometimes Aaron McGowan, off handling business right right now. Answer questions and uh, talk all things health and fitness. Yeah, we do all that. This is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind that we're not doctors, never claim to be. Nope, just a couple of dumbbells, love ourselves some fitness and want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. We're not doctors. We're dumbbells. We like it. We do work out. We do theorize as to why some of the things are the way they are. Uh, and there's some science. I'm I'm looking at some science. I'm you know I'm trying to do a little bit of research here and there. I'm curious about it. I'm reading. I want to know why when I lift weights I get stronger. Why does that happen? Uh, so yeah, a little bit of science, but also, man, there is definitely some bro science wizardry and how we're, you know, making sense of all this and figuring things out. Uh, okay. Happy new year, everybody. This is strange tales, strange gym tales, volume two. Uh, we'll definitely get to some strange gym tales. I've got plenty more, plenty more where the original set came from. What if I just retold you guys the same exact ones? (laughs) Just like oh, gee. It, would be, it would actually be like really hanging out with me, be like, oh yeah, I heard this story before. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, whoa, you did that? That happened? Oh, good stuff, dude. Uh, my dad will tell some some. I I, I like it though. Like I'll, I'll I'll ask my dad stories that I already kind of know, and then he'll retell them. And I usually get something different out of it every time. You know, maybe I'm at a different place in my life when I'm hearing it, so something different things resonate to me. Um. Or, you know, maybe he's just like, uh, you know, plumbing for new details uh, and uh, that stuff comes out. You know, it's like you learn more. And, you know, maybe, hey, maybe he feels like, man, I got to keep the audience here. So there's, you know, there's some embellishments that happen, a little hyperbole. Who knows? Either way, I'm entertained. He's telling the story. I'm learning something. And maybe he is, too. The best way to learn something is to teach it. Uh, That's what they say. Somebody told me that. Some guy told me that. Good guy. Anyway, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Happy new year to you. I hope you all had a good one. It's a weird one. Weird, <laughs> weird year, weird holidays. Not, don't need to expound on that. We all know the score there. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope you guys had a good one. Uh, and 
maybe celebrated a little bit in a way that's safe and makes sense to you. Counted some things down, did resolutions. I was talking with somebody about resolutions and, and I can't remember where I heard this from. It's not, it's not any kind of bombshell of a, of a statement. And I think other people have said it. I don't know who to attribute, attribute the quote to. It's not really a quote, but it's just an idea in regards to resolutions. I personally don't love a straight ahead resolution that's in the form of like a real specific goal. Now I know specific goals are important and they can help you kind of come up with course of action, right? You know, you, instead of saying, uh, I want to be healthier. Uh, well, what does that mean? You know, you, you actually say like, Oh, I want to lose 10 pounds by this date. Okay. So let's, I'm using that as an example of a resolution. So, and why I don't like it. So say, you know, the date arrives and you lose seven pounds. And then I guess technically you failed on that goal and maybe you think you did fail. Uh, and then so, and also has a finality to it. Like, well, that's the end of that. I am more of the mind of, especially around new year's is, um, coming up with new, uh, you know, behaviors or systems. So starting in the new year, if you want to, if you want to do, I think is never, it's always a good time to, you know, to add this kind of stuff in, but you add a system in. So I'm going to starting in the new year, I'm going to exercise three times a week or exercise one time a week or whatever it is. So that way you add that new behavior mode system in as a goal. And then it's, you know, you succeed when that thing becomes a habit and it's regular. So there's no, there's no finality to it. You, you continue to exercise and then the weight kind of takes care of itself. So whether you lose seven, 10 or 15 pounds, um, you know, by whatever arbitrary date you would come up with before the system remains and then you succeed, uh, you know, anyway, something to think about, you know, I, I think you can kind of bog yourself down or you can make these, you know, these, maybe these goals a little unreachable or, you know, if you, if you almost get there, there's a small part of you that maybe feels like it's a failure if it doesn't get, you know, exactly what, what you'd set out to. That being said, you know, some people do really well with those specific goals. And so <laughs> I always feel like I have, I'm, I'm always like imagining people being like, well, that works for me. And I don't like how you said that because then I felt alienated. And then I like, I don't want those people to feel bad, but then it's like, I never really take a position on anything. It's just like, then it's just, Hey, you know, whatever works for you. And then why even listen to the podcast? Anyway, take it all with a grain of salt. What the fuck do I know? I'm just some dude sitting on a podcast asking you to love me. Uh, Notting Hill, shout out to Notting Hill. Uh, all right. So before a gym tale, I'm going to read you guys a question. We had a ton of questions, um, that I, that I did on the, the episode with Tony right before the new year, Tony Charlene, friend of the show. And we got a lot of people writing and we couldn't answer all the questions. So I figured I'd get to some of these, uh, overflow questions now. Um, some specific ones for Aaron. So when she's back on, we will, uh, have Aaron answer those questions. Well, Jesse had one for Aaron. Um, and let's see, somebody else had another one for Aaron. Uh, it's, I, I think it's Timmy Helenfeld, something like that. Or Tim, Timmy H. Lenfeld. You know who you are. We'll have Aaron answer that question. Uh, okay. 
So we have one about paleo snacks. Uh, we have one about uh, killing a nasty sugar habit. We have one about, there was one I liked. Let's see, recommendations for anti-inflammatory, inflammatories, foods, vitamins, etc. Okay, so that's a good question. Uh, anti-inflammatory, natural anti-inflammatories. So food-wise, there's a lot of good food stuff. Uh, there's, you know, kind of like the uh, the SOP on that thing is uh, tomatoes, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables, specifically berries, have a lot of um, protectants, natural protectants, polyphenols, um, antioxidants. Uh, nuts have been shown to uh, reduce inflammation markers. Almonds, walnuts, other nuts. Um, I feel like walnuts specifically have something in them that is a natural anti-inflammatory that that works well on a cellular level. Uh, olive oil, leafy greens like spinach, kale, collards, fatty fish, really good. You want those omega threes, sixes, and nines. All those are really good. Uh, olive oil, I mentioned, I believe. Yeah, oils, nuts. Uh, let's see what else. You know. I read a study one time too about uh, cherry juice. So, it like four ounces or so of uh, tart cherry juice. It's got to be hundred percent juice. Uh, no, you know, no fillers or sugar added. But uh, you know, cherry juice can be a natural anti-inflammatory. That's a good one. And then also, you know, kind of gets it gets thrown in there and then thrown out. But glucosamine and chondroitin, um, oftentimes they'll be. A, a good study that comes out that shows that it's beneficial. And then somebody will kind of counter that with like, no, actually it's not. I think that there's enough smoke around it being good that it's worth trying, seeing if it works for you. Uh, usually not that expensive. It's not dangerous to take. So it's not like you're going to break the bank on it or, you know, risk hurting yourself if you try it and it may work for you. The kind that I take, they're not a sponsor. So I'm, I'm not connected with them at all. Um, it's by this company called live. Well, if you put a, if you put in, you know, uh, live well, uh, the specific supplement that I like is move well. Um, pretty cute, live well, move well. And it's got uh, glucosamine, it's got chondroitin, it's got uh, MSM. Um, you know, all that stuff is used to combat joint degeneration um, and helps increase the levels of uh, glutathione in the body. Um, that's a powerful antioxidant. And uh, yeah, I, I actually feel good while on it. Uh, and I feel better while I'm taking some kind of glucosamine chondroitin. Now, save the tweets, save the messages. I know they're at different moments. It's been debunked as not being beneficial, but I feel like for every one of those I've read, there's been a recent one that said, actually it is. So look into it, try it for yourself, but there, that'll get you started, you know, and I would always make sure that you're on a good fish oil. Um, and then also another thing to think about is, um, to watch the um, watch the foods, the inflammatory foods that you could be eating. Um, this is from Kathanummies. I think that's the name. Kathanummins. Kathanummins. Cool name. Uh, so you know, avoid like the the really high saturated fat foods can be uh, can cause inflammation. Sugar for sure can raise those inflammation markers. Um, and then for some people, food that they have intolerance to you know, uh, wheat, that kind of thing, dairy, uh, nightshades, uh, some of those can cause some, you know, some 
inflammation sometimes in some instances. So you may want to do some kind of uh, elimination diet where you omit, you know, certain groups of foods and then, you know, see if it does anything for you, um, if that helps with your inflammation. But I'm always kind of messing around with that kind of stuff because I have, um, I have rheumatoid arthritis. So anything, I, any, any kind of uh, break I can give myself on inflammation, I'm trying to take it. Sometimes it's hard though, man. You want to eat them junky stuff, you know, and then you just kind of think like, ah, what the hell, I'll deal with the inflammation later. And then you got that inflammation. You're like, was it worth it? I don't know. Was that deep fried Oreo worth it? Uh, just kidding. Never have. Have you guys had deep fried Oreos? Are they good? Uh, what is, are they breaded? <laughs> what, what? What is it? Is that a real? Is that is that an actual thing? I feel like I've heard, I feel like deep fried Twinkies. I've heard of. I feel like I've heard of deep fried motherfucking Oreos. What's the story with those? Are they hot? You eat them hot. What and what do they put them in? Like a little, like a little cardboard thing. Like they put fries in, or like a deep fried zucchini. That's pretty good. Deep fried zucchini's good. Those little discs. That's kind of what I'm picturing. The Oreos are like. You dip them in anything? You dip those sons of bitches in anything? Uh, I don't know. But if you've got inflammation issues, definitely don't have the deep fried Oreos. Great. Okay, so there's a question for you guys. I wanted to uh, to pay off my promise and talk about uh, weird, strange gym tales. So, Sports Club Los Angeles. You guys can picture me there uh, dealing with all the creative lunatics, creative, weird. I don't know why I said creative, but some of the people were creative there and it's not, not any judgment against their creativity. Um, but strange, interesting, beautiful, wonderful creatures that worked there that I worked with that were clients and members there probably still, uh, <laughs> trying to think of what comes to mind. Okay. So early on in my, in my training there, the whole goal is we talked about the program director shifts to where you're, you know, kind of cleaning the gym in between, uh, your, you know, clients. So like if you, if you train clients for, you know, from eight to 10, and then you don't have anybody again until three o'clock or something, if you're trying to build your client roster, it makes sense for you to stay at the gym. And they also know that you're trying to make money too. So they give you these, what they called program director shifts. I, I described this in the last episode, I believe, but you stay on the clock there and you kind of just, uh, rack weights, you know, keep an eye on things. If somebody has a fitness question or, you know, just a logistical question, you try to answer that for them. And it's a good way to develop relationships and then hopefully, you know, pick up clients and train those people later while you're earning a little money, earning a little bit of money. You don't make what you make when you're training. It ain't the big bucks like you make when you're training, but you do get a little cash uh, to, you know, keep you from starving. So working a program director shift, I started talking to these two guys that worked there. And one of them was like this really old buff looking guy with a beard. He had a big gut on him, but he's buff and would lift weights. His name was Sandy and he had a beard. And then he had a younger guy who was older at the time. He's probably my age, but seemed older at the time. And they were like friends, I guess. And, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, friends. And they were, you know, they were fixtures in the gym there. And so I would talk to them here and there. And Sandy was like a real talkative guy. And I found out through just kind of hanging out with them that Sandy was a psychiatrist and that 
maybe, and the other guy's name was Glenn. He was maybe Glenn's psychiatrist and they became friends. And he was always trying to, you know, find women for Glenn to meet in a, in a non-creepy way. But Sandy, I talked to Sandy and he was a psychiatrist that, that talked like this with a beard and, but he was, he was kind of funny because he was really, he was strong and would bang out the weights and was like real, you know, had some muscle on him. Ryan, what can you teach me about exercise? And he'd always try to kind of mentor everybody. And I would talk to him a lot and I, he wasn't a bad guy, but <laughs> I honestly probably wouldn't talk to him unless I wasn't trying to get him to try to buy training. And you just would like learn, you, there'd, be, there'd be these people at the gym that you would talk to and that would kind of talk to you and you'd think, oh shit, this fucker's going to buy some training. Thank God. And then you quickly learn like, oh, this guy comes here every day. He's just a nice guy or a nice lady. They're not interested in training, but you would see the new trainers that would come in and be like, oh, they're so-and-so's off talking to Sandy. It's going to, thinks he can sell him training. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm talk to these guys all the time, joke around with them. Ryan, I, I want to learn more about this and I'll teach you something. And he had this thing where he would, uh, get way up in your face, like a real close talker, like way up in your face in real tight on your face. So much so that it would make you feel uncomfortable, like crazy Seinfeld episode, close talking and, uh, stress me out. You know, this guy's up in my, up in my grill, but I would just try to hang in there and talk to him and, uh, you know, not really give any ground because I didn't, I don't know. I just seemed like the right thing to do. It didn't seem like he was trying to intimidate me. I didn't know what was going on, but I didn't want to be rude and, you know, look away or keep backing up. And so I just kind of hang in there and talk to this guy. And so finally I convinced him at some point to, to buy a training session with me and I would show him some stuff. And so I, I had watched this guy and kind of clocked the fact that he, while good with some kind, some lifts and some weightlifting was not, was not cardiovascular fit, you know, didn't have good, wasn't in good cardiovascular shape. Like, I don't even know if he ever really did any kind of cardiovascular training outside of just stumbling around the gym from like bench to bench. And he's probably fucking driving to his mailbox, drive, you know, like driving to pick the paper up, drive to the mailbox, drive, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to train this guy and I will just have him do some real light, just walk up and down the stairs or like do, you know, 10 squats sitting on a bench and gas him. And that's, that'll be my big kind of bombshell moment. Like you need to focus on your heart health. You know, you're not a young guy anymore. Uh, this, this needs to be addressed. You know, you've got your, you've got the hypertrophy down. We can, you can lift weights, but what are you doing for your heart health? So that was going to be my angle. And I don't know how this guy did it. I, I, I pitched that. And at some point he, he like somehow Jedi'd out of that. Like we weren't, we were going to do that. He was going to, but then he was like, you know, I'm interested. I know, I know that I know how to walk. I know that. And I know, I acknowledge that you think that I need to walk and I don't necessarily disagree with you. And now keep in mind, this guy is like a psychiatrist. So he's, we're, we're playing a lot of like mind games or word games and shit and a lot of semantics. And then, you know, the next thing I know, like I'm on his side and he's on my side and I'm arguing that he shouldn't be doing cardio. I don't know what the fuck happened, but Anyway, <laughs> that somehow got fucking abandoned. And against my better judgment, I th- it then evolved into me working out with him. 
like lifting weights with him as opposed to me taking him through, like uh, assessing his fitness and then doing what I think he should do. He then somehow just fucking, you know, like commandeered the workout. And now I was working out with him. And so then I'm, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll work out with this fucking old guy. I don't give a shit. And so I show up, we're doing it. I, I kind of want him to do things and, you know, show him some stuff and he'll kind of do it. And he's, he's also kind of shaming me a little bit about the weights that I'm using and that I should be going heavier, even though he's not necessarily going that heavy with those weights. And so then I'm, and so then I'm somehow convinced into doing heavier weights and then I'm like doing the shit wrong. And then at a certain point, he's kind of training me <laughs> and then he'd be like, Ryan, you're not, your form is incorrect. I, I hate to say. And so by the end of the workout, it was like, he then sat me down and said, look, you don't, you don't have anything to teach me. I, I taught you what you were doing and you need to learn more about exercise and training if you ever want to train me. And so I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. And, and I, I felt, and then like, I comped in the session, which I should have done anyway. Cause it was just, I was just me doing this fucking guy's dumb workout that he's been doing his whole life. <laughs> And not improving and di- and is strong at, I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from the guy. He's, it's not like he wasn't fucking strong at the stuff, but it was just like, I was too fucking weak and I couldn't just stand my ground and say, no, look, you need to do something different. If you're working out with me, you need to step outside this. He somehow fucking turned it around on me. And then I ended up doing this guy's workout and getting fucking embarrassed and buried by it. And then. So then I would like have a hard time like showing my face around him. Like, cause I was like all embarrassed by it and I didn't want to like see him. And I felt, I felt like he was gloating, you know, maybe I was kind of superimposing that shit on him or maybe he was really gloating. I, I don't know. And so I wouldn't want to see him, but then I would like run into him in the locker room and he would talk. And then at a certain, and then he told me, cause like he would, you know, he'd get up real close to me and like, why I, you're, you know, you you're intimidated by me now because I'm, I know more about exercise than you. And then, uh, and then like I would back, I would like give ground because the guy talked so close to my face. And then he told me like I had intimacy issues. Like I couldn't look him in the eye and shit. (laughs) It's because I swear to God, you guys, if you could see how fucking close this guy talked, I mean, it was, it was unreal how close this guy was. It was almost if I truly, if I didn't give ground, our foreheads would fucking touch. It was, that's how fucking close this guy was. So, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I still, I still have moments where I like, I will play, play this out in my mind. And I want to go in back, back in time and get inside my body, like crawl inside my body at that time and fucking just change how I was. This is such a fucking little pussy with that. I, I, it really bothers me how I reacted in that whole situation and how I handled myself. This is a real embarrassment, but also kind of funny. I mean, it's a good, like good life lesson. You know, I just, I, I got pushed around. I, I don't even know what he got out of it. I don't know what I got out of it. I didn't even get the training session. He was one of those guys that hustled me. I had this other guy. I, he didn't really hustle. I guess he like kind of, um, emotionally hustled me or something. Definitely. I mean, he definitely came out of this feeling fucking great. I know that. I mean, it was like this, the new young trainer that was like a hot shot that wanted to show him a thing or two. He ended up like schooling me. I mean, he's probably 
he probably died and on his deathbed he's thinking like i'm so glad i was able to kind of have that breakthrough with that kid and to you know take him down a few pegs and then tell me he had intimacy issues um i mean hey listen you know describing it to you guys now if this guy if this guy sandy dr sandy is feeling good about how this all went down and he got a little fucking juice out of it then i'm i'm okay with it i'll take the hit i'll take the hit if it made him feel good I had a rough couple of years with it, especially when it was real fresh. It really fucking burned me. But now it's not as bad. I've, I've cooled off a lot, you know, and I definitely wouldn't let it happen again. Maybe I would. I didn't realize it was happening at the time. I guess I got to give myself a break. Uh, another guy, another intimidating situation. I had this guy, uh, it was a Russian guy that I was training for a while. Um, I can't remember what his name is. He had a great name too. I, I was almost going to call him Sandy again, just because it's on my mind. But uh, what was the name? Mikhail or something like that. And uh, nice-ish guy. And he would um, he'd he'd want to work out, and he'd buy. He did not like to buy training sessions. Didn't want to buy him. But you know, I kind of showed him something. And then I was like, that's it, man. If you want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say hi to you and answer a question or two, but I can't spend an hour with you unless you're, you know, unless you're buying sessions. So he very, very begrudgingly bought five training sessions. And there was, I, I say that he was Russian, but just because there was a little bit of a language barrier. So it would, you know, he, he spoke really good English, not really good English, but he spoke good English. And there's a few things that were kind of like, were some stumbling blocks for us. We were able to overcome it you know, a lot of body language, facial, facial expressions and shit that I was able to, you know, smile or whatever. <laughs> and likewise for him, you were able to fucking come to like a, you know, like a common ground and figure each other out. So I'm training this guy and he wanted, he's real, I've speaking of specific goals. Like he wanted to lose 10 pounds, I lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds. And so, um, I was like, great. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Um, you know, you need to do some, you know, stuff with your diet. Uh, you need to, you know, watch what you eat and, and maybe pay attention to these things specifically. And then, you know, look at booze and beers. He's like, he like drinking beers and that kind of shit. And so then we were doing like, uh, you know, high intensity type exercise, um, you know, overall body and he guy would sweat a ton and really good workouts and he would enjoy himself. And every, so I, I bought five sessions and then when worked out and would work out once with me once a week. And then would come, and the first thing you'd want to do is like, let's go to scale. And then he'd get on the scale. And I think the first time I trained him, he dropped like a pound and a half or something like, this is good. This is good. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a little early for that. But I mean, this kind of stuff can happen. And maybe a little water weight or something, or I don't know, whatever. Maybe he took a big shit this morning. And so, uh, but then after that, it was just kind of stagnant. Like he wouldn't drop weight. And he would fucking be pissed at me. Okay, let's go to scale. And I'd get all this anxiety when we're going to go to the scale and be like, please, I fucking hope this guy (laughs) worked out a little bit on his own and is maybe watching what he's eating. Because I mean, it's a lot of, I've got the fucking weight of the world on my shoulders with this guy fucking, you know, I'm living and dying with every pound this guy is gaining or losing. (laughs) If we went to the scale and oftentimes it'd be the same, or maybe he would go up and be like, this is bullshit. You know, like he's all fucking pissed off. 
And I was like, I, I'm so sorry. I, you know, you have to, and I would want to be firm and be like, look, there's certain stuff that you have to do. Like there's only so much we can do together once a week. It's like, I, you know, I'm getting you one hour a week, my man. I, you know, how many hours are in a week? I'm not a mathematician. I don't have a calculator on me and I don't know how time works, but somebody that does could tell us. And, uh, there's, there's shit that you've got to be doing on your own. Ryan, I do it. I do it all. So then I try, I try to program him stuff like you have to do X, Y, and Z, you know, while you're not seeing me. And then that was like where the language barrier would kind of come in. I didn't know if, if he was doing that. I didn't know what was happening with diet stuff. Um, you know, if he was cutting out the beer, no, no, no I like to drink beer. Yeah, no, you got to stop, but don't drink it if you want to lose weight. Yes, but I like it. I like to drink beer. Yes. Yeah, no, I know you like it, but you cannot drink it if you want to lose weight. Yes, I like to drink beer. And be like, all right, moving on. So it was real fucking brutal, you know. We were getting on this scale, and this guy would really uh, hold my feet to the fire on it. And I got to the point to be to where like I couldn't, I couldn't train him anymore because it was just I, I, I felt bad. I mean, I didn't. I, there wasn't a way that I could explain why this stuff wasn't working and why once a week wasn't enough. I, you know, like I, I don't know if it's a language barrier. It might've been just me not, you know, not being able to communicate that well or, you know, articulate what was happening. And so I finally like just traded him off to another person who I think this girl, I used to know that trained there named Kimmy. I think she had good luck with him. They, they figured something out. Maybe, you know, she's maybe more cool to be around. And so he was training with her more than once a week. Or maybe maybe he kind of learned his lesson with me and figured out she was able to break through and express the importance of you know training more often and what was going on with diet. But anyway, I was, I, I could never get there with the guy. <laughs> I felt so guilty and fucking stressed, and uh, you know just be like, oh please, please just let this guy. I wasn't much of a pra- like a pray guy, like a prayer guy. What do I say? Pray, prayer. I was gonna say beggar. I wasn't I wasn't a godly man, but I would I would pray to some kind of god, some gym god, that this guy Mikhail would lose weight, so that I could just you know look him in the eye. You know, a lot of a lot of like that gym stuff for me early on was just avoiding people and being scared to you know look grown men in the eye because I was you know failing myself for them. Hey, bell babies! I wanted to uh, interrupt myself. To, uh, to tell you guys a little bit about one of our great sponsors, uh, Ritual Vitamins. Do you guys really know what's in your multivitamin? I mean, really? Or did you just kind of grab it off the shelf because it said multivitamin on there? Maybe for men, for women, depending on whatever you are, or identify with and what you need. Uh, you just grabbed it and you're not t- too sure exactly what's going on specifically in that multi. That's not uncommon. I mean, I've been guilty of that. Um, well, guess what? Here's some bad news. There's sugars, there's GMOs, there's synthetic fillers, there's artificial colorants, not to mention weird animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides in some of these uh, multivitamins that you might be taking. I don't know for sure, but you might be. Okay, That stuff does find its way into some of those multivitamins. But, um, but Ritual, what I want to tell you about here is not your typical multivitamin. Nope, not at all, dudes. They got a clean, vegan-friendly formula, and it's made with key ingredients in forms that your body can actually use. There's no shady extras. I've been trying Ritual now for about 
I would say over a month, maybe two months, they sent me some. Uh, I like it a lot. I like the way the, the vitamin tastes and feels. You swallow it, but it's got a nice mintiness from it. Um, it looks clean, and uh, you can see right into this sucker. Uh, you know, you can see the actual vitamins inside of it. Um, and uh, yeah, I like the fact that it's coming right to my house. Um, it's getting shipped out to my house, so I never have to worry about running out. I'm never without the vitamin because I just can't get my lazy ass uh, to the store uh, to buy a new pack, a new bottle of vitamins. So it's just automatically coming there. So I'm never not taking that multi. And I like the fact that I know where the ingredients are coming from, what they are specifically. Okay. It's, uh, it's so I'll tell you a couple of things. Uh, it's formulated with key ingredients, including vitamin D3, and that helps fill the gaps in your diet. And uh, also, it's, uh, the capsules are designed to dissolve later. They've got uh, delayed release. Um, so they're going to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of your stomach. So you can take them with or without food. I love this because I don't like being hemmed in about when I have to take my vitamins. I don't like, saying, I don't like people telling me, you got oh, this one's with food. This one's not with food. Time it up with your second meal on the fourth Tuesday of the month. It's just like, what? I want to be able to have it when I'm thinking about it. So, or, or right first thing in the morning or right before I go to bed, whatever it is. Either way, you're covered with Ritual because they're designed to delay uh, their release. Um, and you always are knowing where your uh, ingredients are coming from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Uh, they, may, they, they, they have this thing that they created called Traceable. So you know where the ingredients are and where they're coming from. Um, it's available for men, women, teens... Uh, I know I have a lot of teens that listen to the show. Hey guys, this one's for you or they have some for you. And, uh, they're scientifically developed to help and support different life stages. So wherever you're at in life, they got you covered. Uh, rock and roll guys. Um, I, I like ritual. They make healthy habits easy. And, uh, like I said earlier, multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. Always, always free shipping. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. Um, and if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So you got no excuse, guys. You got free shipping on that sucker. If you don't like it, they'll refund you. And uh, you can always, uh, you know, stop, start, cancel, whatever you want to do. Snooze it. They got you covered. Uh, you deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash dumbbells to start your ritual today. You get 10% off your first three months. That's ritual.com slash dumbbells to start your ritual today. Good time now to answer another question. Uh, Let's see there. What do we got here? Uh, Caleb quit. How you doing, Caleb? Talked to Caleb before. This is regarding killing a nasty sugar habit. Is it best? Okay, so regarding killing a nasty sugar addiction, is it best to go gradually or to cut it off all at once? Is it true that substitutes like stevia will only make the uh, cravings stronger later? Good questions, Caleb. Uh, hmm. But, uh, you know, here's the issue that I, I personally have with sugar. I find that... If I'm regularly letting myself have some, 
I it sometimes it sometimes starts to become an expectation for me and not a treat or a privilege. It's like I I I'm thinking about it and I it's not it's not a good full day unless I get to have it, you know? Like unless I let myself have that sugar. It's 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 it gets into expectation territory and uh if I'm kind of nibbling at it, then I end up, you know, having it more regularly and then in bigger quantities. Now, that being said, Sometimes when you completely restrict yourself, you don't let yourself have it at all, never having it, no sugar. And then you finally do like you break down and you do, or it's a special occasion and you finally, then you're like, well, shit, man, before I uh, completely turn the sugar faucet off again, I'm going to go ham on some fucking sugar. And so then you end up having like a whole weekend or week where you're just fucking going sugar crazy, eating waffles and Fucking, you know, putting sugar on toast, you know, sourdough toast and sugar. I don't know if anybody's doing that, but you're doing like uh, ice cream. You're sprinkling, you know, nuts and chocolate on the ice cream. Uh, you know, and then you got it. You're, you're, and then you think like, okay, because I'm because come Monday, I'm turning it off completely again, and so I want to fit it all in now. So that can create some um, <clears throat> some compulsive kind of binge habits that might not be there if you're letting yourself have it, you know, a little bit here and there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope with that stuff, uh, in, in either direction. What I will say is if you're regularly having sugar, sugary drinks, soda, juice, that kind of stuff, I think it's best to cut that stuff off cold Turkey. Just fucking stop having it, never have it and don't ever let yourself have it. And if it initially might be tough, uh, but, you know, for people that are, you know, that are regularly having, you know, regular, regular Coke and that kind of stuff can be hard initially, but then it's like you, you get over it pretty quick and the sugar cravings absolutely will stop. So I would say if you're having uh, sugar in an impactful way, that needs to stop. If it's an occasional treat that you, you know, sprinkle in here and there throughout the week or even in a small amount in one day, um, fine, but it shouldn't be an expectation. It should be a treat. And, uh, it's, you know, it shouldn't be in any kind of way that's impactful. So if it's, if it's really spiking your blood sugar, um, and you know, to the point to where you find if you don't have it, that you feel less energy, um, you know, then you need to, you need to address that and, and cut it out completely. And in regards to stevia creating cravings, you know, I don't know about cravings. I mean, there's, there's different kind of, uh, studies that they do on if it affects your insulin levels at all. I don't think it does. But it can prime the pump a little bit, um, you know, and you, it can stimulate the the ghrelin hormone, which is the hunger hormone. You know, it's like your your body is getting the taste that a lot of calories will be coming in that usually accompany that kind of sweet taste, and then they don't come in. You know, it can cause you to maybe eat a little bit more than you normally would. I've read some research on that phenomenon, so that's a factor. You know, I find that. You know, having something that's stevia sweetened, I, I tend to feel better that if I'm going whole hog on sugar. Um, and then I, you know, I don't, I personally don't find that my cravings go crazy, but uh, that's, that's more personal kind of experience. So I would say experiment around with it a little bit and see, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to kind of maybe try some different cooking or recipes with those things, uh, you know, you know, playing around with alternative natural sweeteners that are, you know, lower, you have a lower caloric impact or just straight up less sugar. Uh, 
but uh yeah i you know so i would say i man sh- i would say you know c- go go cold turkey on impactful sugar definitely liquid calories and liquid sugar and then uh but i would say also you know be mindful of if you're creating a kind of major yo-yo effect happening with when you do allow yourself to have sugar if you've been too draconian with your how much you're abstaining from it that you then indulge too much you may want to uh have a slightly more lenient approach and you know allow a little bit of it to find its way in there without beating the fucking shit out of yourself gym tales weird gym tales strange tales from the gym jam so there was a tale so this this gym sports club had um it was one of the first gyms i knew of that had a yoga studio it had pilates rooms um it had you know i talked about the spin classes it had spin you know before peloton before soul cycle any of that stuff there's spin and you know how what lunatics the uh, the clients or the trainers were or not the trainers but the members were on getting their you know their there's fights you know for people to get fucking gym bikes they had they have all these rules about that shit we talked about that but so there was, you know, so the trainers would kind of mix with the whole fitness staff and there was, um, so I had my boss that I told you about the guy f- that played, you know, from Boston, Boston football guy. That's kind of how I got the job. Big Rye called me big Rye. Hey, big Rye. No, it's the thing. And he was like, I was always making me late, constantly making me late. I, I would have a, tra- in like your whole thing there as a trainer is you'd never want to be late to a training session, especially if you're in the fucking gym. And so I'd be talking to him, like I'd poke my head in his office and be like, like one quick question, like, Hey John, I wanted to make sure that I got the, uh, uh, the paperwork for this new client. And if you had a, another phone number for me, yeah, no, I got that for you. Big Rye. I want to tell you something. Ah, big Rye. That's the thing. I want to tell you something. Big Rye. I, uh, I found a new restaurant today. Big Rye. And then, uh, I'd be like, yeah, it's great. I, I have a client starting right now. I have a client. That's starting right now at four o'clock. I need to leave right now to make it on time. No, I know. I know. That's the thing. Big rag. And then I'd be stuck in there and I'd be inevitably 15 minutes late because my boss who would then get mad at me for being late to training sessions would not let me leave because he just constantly needed somebody in his office talking to him. And (laughs) I, I like this guy, but there's a real, there's this old guard, uh, staff there that didn't like any of the people like me and any of the people that he was hiring. It's kind of like, a more fucking, you know, wild group of trainers that were coming in there. And so they didn't like the way things were going. And then, so they complained to management and they were trying to, um, you know, have a mutiny and, you know, get him fucking thrown out of there. And I remember there's this guy who's a trainer there named John. I'm leaving last names out on purpose. I don't want to blow anybody up. I don't want you guys out there doing research and tracking these motherfuckers down and trying to verify if this stuff is true or not, or if I'm just embellishing like my dad may or may not be doing with his stories. But there's this guy that worked there named John, and I never heard this guy ever fucking talk. I never heard him utter a syllable. I'm sure he did talk. Like I would see him communicating with his clients. So there was talking happening. He just never said a word to me. And I never heard him like be vocal outside of, I just never heard him. I just never heard his, what his voice sounded like ever. Really never. Hi, he would wave, you know, or nod, um, that kind of shit. And so we had this big meeting. Um, and I remember like my boss, John telling me like, you got to go and defend me at the meeting because he wasn't allowed to be in there. 
because people they like this the management wanted people to be able to speak freely about him and if he was good or not for the um for like the club and so everybody got up there and they had like their little speeches about why he was good or bad and you know i i defended him probably not very eloquently like he's so cool honestly he's a cool guy john's a cool guy he, he hired me which is pretty cool and he did play football and he's also very good. He's very generous with protein powder. Also, uh, he's got a cool Escalade. Also, he let me do whatever I want. Uh, and then, so then they had the old guard, you know, that had maybe legitimate concerns as to why he was not a great fitness manager. And so this guy, John, finally got up to speak and his voice was crazy sounding like a, like a Muppet or something. And you're like, wow, I get why he fucking muted himself. But I just remember him kept saying, like, uh, he kept saying, and as a matter of fact, he's not even that good of a boss. And as a matter of fact, he's uh, he's not that good with paperwork. And as a matter of fact, I'm not getting good leads. And as a matter of fact, and so he'd say, he had he spoken a higher register across the board but definitely would go up high pitch when he was saying matter of fact. And as a matter of fact, and <laughs> there were some other guys I worked with that were part of the old guard, and I was finally able to um, to bridge the gap between myself and the old guard group of trainers there because I was able to imitate this guy, you know. And as a matter of fact, he's not even that good of a boss. And as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I've never heard somebody say as a matter in a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, so many times, usually it's, it's one time. Like you're kind of trying to, uh, you're trying to try to screw down on a point. So you'll say something and then you'll, you'll say it. And as a matter of fact, to screw down on the point and then get it. But this guy was constantly going to, I mean, he's a real touchstone for him in his piece. And Hey, listen, maybe it was effective for him. I don't know. But uh, I just, it's forever burned in my mind. And sometimes I'll say, like, if I hear somebody say it normally, then I'll immediately flash back to this moment uh, of being in this uh, sweaty conference room, fucking trying to argue on behalf of this guy who was probably not that great of a boss, but for some reason I just liked him. And he's also kind of how I secretly got in there and got the job in the first place. But that they, these people are just ripping him apart and, and then finally hearing this guy talk. And hearing him squeal, as a matter of fact, uh, and so what I was ultimately getting to, the bigger point is what I was ultimately getting to was, so we had all these different, you know, groups um, of people that were all fitness instructors, group exercise teachers. I taught a boxing group exercise class, very popular. I cranked the music up. People loved it. Line out the door, neither here nor there. Uh, and then also uh, Pilates instructors. And so- there was a girl, they're all really pretty, all really cool. It was a great job. I mean, it was this great job where you're around young people and, you know, with similar interests and, and, you know, people would date and not date and all this kind of stuff. And so there's this girl that worked there and there was tail that she was, um, that she was also in adult films. We didn't know for sure if it was true or not, but we heard that she was. And, uh, so I, of course, you know, like a rush second. I heard that left work early, canceled my day, sped home in my Ford Explorer. Um, you know, the fucking four hours to my grandma's house in Palos Verdes sped home, got on my fucking desktop gateway computer 
uh, I don't know. I don't know what I had at the time, something like that. And, uh, and like tried to find where I could, you know, this was like a different time. Like people, I feel like people now just look at porn on their phones and stuff. Um, there were these bigger kind of porn aggregators, X videos and you porn and all that kind of stuff. Maybe Pornhub was, wasn't there yet. I don't know, but you could kind of, so you could put in searches for, you know, like specific things that you were looking for. And, you know, I didn't know if this girl went by her real name or like a porn name. And so, uh, I just started putting in like descriptors (laughs) to see if I could fucking find if this girl had done porn because I wanted to see it. Now, listen, that it's a personal choice. She shouldn't have to, you know, deal with me leering at her or anybody. And if she doesn't want to let people know that she's doing that, she shouldn't have to. Um, it's not some kind of power that I wanted to have over her at all. And if I found anything, I wasn't going to tell anybody I would, you know, I just heard rumor. I was personally curious, but that was where it would kind of live and die. And also with me telling you guys about it now, but I'm not going to tell you what her name is or how to find her or anything. Okay. So I was just personally curious. Wasn't anything I wanted to kind of Lord over her or, or, you know, I, I don't have some control over her. And also it was, you know, a jobs that she had done professionally. It wasn't like this, some kind of revenge porn thing or something awful or scary like that. It was, you know, like a job that she did and that did exist out there. And so based, I, I just put her description and there was a, there was a few things that were kind of key descriptors that I could use. And so, you know, after hours and hours of research and <laughs> pouring over porn page after porn page after porn page. I fucking, I found, I found her and I found a bunch of movies that she had done and I kind of just searched them out and looked them up. And let me tell you guys, very hardcore pornography, not, not like a, like a nudie film, you know, or like a soft core thing. I mean, this shit was like fucking, I mean, uh, you know, like I'm a weird, I'm a horny guy and this was a lot for me. And so, uh, I don't know, (laughs) I I feel guilty. I don't know what to make of this story. I found it. It was, it was crazy. Uh, and very exciting, very exciting for me. Now I I didn't mention it. I didn't tell, she also had, she's very pretty and talented and a, and a great, uh, teacher and all this stuff. And she had, they had hired her to do some, um, uh, modeling for the actual gym. And so she appeared on some posters and stuff that were just kind of in-house promotional art to sell the different services there. And, uh, and so I, you know, I can't, I, I think they left them up. They were, they were trying to kind of like, it did kind of get around. I mean, this, this was going around, it certainly wasn't spread by me because I didn't, I had obviously no, this girl wouldn't give me the time of day and I had no idea she was doing this. I just heard it, did my own research, but other people were kind of trying to make like a little bit of a thing about it. And so a bunch of the trainers then said that we would go on strike if they, if they disciplined her or took her art, you know, her posters and stuff down because we just didn't, you know, it's like, Hey, look, she, you know, she's a, a, you know, an adult don't fucking discriminate. You know, she's a, a, it's her job. And so it, it ultimately worked and they were, they ended up being, you know, respectful to her. And I don't know if she's still training there or not. But uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but it was real, real exciting for like a young Ryan to fucking stumble upon that. Uh, 
maybe do I edit this out of this? Nah, I'm not going to edit it out. Look, look, it's the truth guys. I'm just, I'm giving you guys the, the facts. I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. There's no, you know, you know me, I tell you, um, I want to read another question. Why not? Let's get to the bottom of these questions. You guys asked them. I'm going to answer them. You bought the ticket. Now take the ride. Uh, okay. I'm very intimidated by free weights and I'd like to learn. This is from frosty peaches. I'm very intimidated by free weights and I'd like to learn frosty. We know how you doing frosty peaches. I'm not sure even where to start. Should I just hire a coach slash trainer? Uh, assuming COVID safety is possible, et cetera. You know what? I, I I'd say yes to that. I think you should. And I think you can do, they're very affordable now to do like an online coach frosty. Uh, Steph Lovato is one that I've recommended to people before. Uh, Frosty, uh, she also listens to another podcast I do called Action Boys. I got I I got onto her through Ben Rogers, but uh, great coach, real specific to what your goals are. You tell her what you want to do. She'll you tell her what equipment you have or or no equipment, and then she'll design a program for you um, with eating, without eating, however you want to do it. You can kind of just keep scaling up based on what you want, and then she gives you like a package and uh and links and they have and then she'll demonstrate all the different exercises that you do so she'll give you the movements and then she shows you how to do them it's it's really cool it's good guidance um it's it's more affordable than than going physically to a gym you don't have to pay a gym membership and you and it's usually more expensive to go one-on-one with somebody like that um and then i think she even has some stuff that's less tailored so you could do kind of her intermediate her advanced her beginner whatever you want to do something like that i don't know if that's the exact vernacular that she uses but along those lines or you can work with her kind of directly and she'll you know she'll go hands-on but i think if yeah if you're really if you really want to learn and you are intimidated it's great to have some some guidance um so somebody that says hey this is you know i take people through this all the time this is kind of what you're going to be experiencing or feeling and uh, this is how you should address it. Um, and then they'll scale you up accordingly, depending on, you know, how fast you take to it and what kind of shape that you're getting in. And then I think, you know, then when gyms open up, you can take the, all the same principles and stuff you learned into the gym and you'll have like a, like a, a, a large amount of knowledge uh, and feel a lot more confident and comfortable in the gym. You know, sometimes there's only so much you can get out of a book or even out of a, an app, um, you know, that stuff starts to maybe become beneficial or helpful once you have a good base already. So I think, you know, working with somebody for like three months online, um, where they're checking in regularly and you're checking in with them and they're available to you as a resource. If you have questions, you know, you text back and forth and emails, I think you get a lot out of that. And, uh, and I think people have upped their game with, um, what they're offering and, how well they're offering it because of COVID, you know, these, these trainers got to, you know, they've adapted and figure out ways that they can kind of help reach people and, and give them what they need, uh, you know, because they can't see them in person. So that would be my recommendation to you, Frosty Peaches. Uh, well guys, uh, I feel good about this. Uh, I'm wondering if there's any more questions I can answer. Paleo snacks. Any, this is from Spartacus for life. Uh, any paleo snicky snacks also is a low bar squat worth the effort. Uh, 37 and just in my garage. 
Also, is low bar squat worth the effort? Yeah. I mean, low bar squat, high bar squat. I think a barbell squat is an awesome exercise. Uh, however you want to do it, as long as you're doing it safe and you're doing it right, you know, there's different technique to both of those, but yeah, man, anything you can do underneath a barbell for squats, you're going to get a ton out of this. It's so I'm not sure what the question is. If you should get one in your garage or if you're doing it in your garage, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, if you have access to something like that in your garage or you can, I would say, get it. If you're asking if you should do it, I would say, do it. We're definitely worth the, um, worth the effort uh 37 great age my man some would say it's the best age uh paleo snicky snacks man nuts chicken breast <laughs> uh i like these things called they're, they're not necessarily like the healthiest thing but keto bites are like a fun little treat um bar i'm trying to think of like what kind of bars that are keto friendly bars some of those like keto bars. Uh, oh, you know, like, uh, I like these, um, uh, the cauliflower chips. I'm a big fan of those. I like, uh, I like, uh, plantain chips, green plantain chips. Um, those are great. Cassava chips, Siete brand tortilla chips with made with cassava. Those are really good. You know, these are all quote unquote paleo because they're grain free. Um, but I don't know if they're really if they're doing a lot for you outside of them being just grain free, um, you're not, you know, there's, I guess there's some like, you know, some good complex carbs in them, but, um, you know, I kind of pat myself on the back saying I'm having a paleo treat, but I, you know, they're, they're fun snacks. I mean, if you want, if you want something, if you want bang for your buck, then definitely do nuts because then you're going to get, you know, the snacks, it is a good snack. It is paleo, but then you're also getting some good protein and fats from it. Um, but it's what, you know, look into some of those kind of fun grain, grain free chips, Siete, you know, the, uh, the plantain chips, the, the ones that I mentioned, those are all, those taste really good. And, uh, uh, but they're definitely more, you know, kind of fun snack as opposed to, you know, something you're going to get a lot of benefit from. Well, you guys, I love you guys for listening to this. It's always a treat and an honor to tell you these gym tales. I've got more where that came from. So we'll see. I'm hoping Eugene will be back soon. Uh, we'll get Aaron back in and until he can, until he can make it, we'll get some good guests for you. A lot of fun stuff planned. Love that you guys are listening. Love the questions. If you want to reach us with a long form question, you can get us at acidumbells at gmail.com. If you have a, uh, a shorter question, a shout out, uh, that's something that people say still, right? Shout out, or you just want to, uh, you know, I don't know, brag, post a pic, uh, post an article, post, uh, post a, you know, something funny you did. You want to fucking share with me? I'll look at that shit. Just fucking tag me in that shit. Uh, at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. Uh, happy new year's to you. I hope you guys had a good one. Hope you got, I, I, I hope you put some good systems in place. Hmm? Remember earlier in the episode where we talked about systems that could be good for you guys. And, uh, I want to thank you for listening. So on behalf of myself and all the wonderful contributors with their questions today, to John, matter of fact, John, Big Rye, both guys named John, um, Sandy, telling me I have intimacy issues, Mikhail, why not lose weight? Uh, all those folks, the porn actor, 
everybody out there listening, Eugene, wherever he is, Aaron, wherever she is. Uh, we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty, Eat Clean, and Live in Between. That was a HeadGum Podcast.